time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances. Walter Serholt here with Charles Weldy, founder and certified financial planner at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and Chester County areas with an office in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania, right there on Route 52. If you have questions for Charles, feel free to reach out online, cpweldygroup.com, or give him a call at 610-388-7705. Charles, how are you, my friend? Walter, I'm doing fantastic. I just got back from a wonderful vacation in Tucson, Arizona. Went to Canyon Ranch. It's an annual trip. And, uh, you know, I'm back in the saddle, so to speak. So I'm doing well. And you told me that you got a good lesson in longevity by one of your uh, one of the partners on one of your hikes out there. Yeah, we were doing some uh, hiking. You know, it was a mild hike, uh, level two out of four. And uh, one of the persons accompanying us on the hike was an 86-year-old gentleman. So... Uh, really my hero. I love it when people take care of themselves and, you know, they're actually out there being active at such a, you know, a ripe old age of 86. But this gentleman, uh, his thighs are maybe a little bit bigger, his calves rather were a little bit bigger than mine. So a little bit to be <laughs> envious about. <laughs> there you go. That's fantastic. We were, uh, we were out in Colorado doing some hiking. And I think on one of our hikes, there was an older gentleman who blew right by us while we were sucking wind, trying to just, you know, we were just trying to make it there. He was just like ready to, he was almost running, you know, he was just, and he was loaded up with a big backpack. It was like, he must be a former Marine or something. Cause he was, he was just beasting it up that that mountain. So uh, always inspiring to see those who are older than us uh, accomplishing such feats. So maybe it's something we can continue to strive to as well. But yeah, good lesson in longevity. And maybe that'll come up during uh, today's conversation. In fact, we're going to be talking about why retirement plan customization is king. Now, most people understand that a customized retirement plan, I mean, just like anything, custom is going to be better than a one-size-fits-all approach. And yet, Charles, most people don't have a plan that's customized. They kind of have that one that's off the shelf, if they have one even at all. And so I want to talk about some of the things that you think are important when it comes to a truly customized plan. What are the different things that need to be considered and actually then tweaked and customized from person to person? Because I know this is something you encounter every day when you're meeting with folks in the office. So I've got a list of six things that we can cover on today's show uh, that'll lead us to a good conversation on customization. First of all, uh, not everybody retires at the same age, right, Charles? I mean, there, there's there's a different planned retirement age for each person that comes through the door. That's correct, Walter. I mean, generally speaking, people retire either at 62, which we call early retirement, 65, which might be normal retirement, or 70, which might be later retirement. But that's just like a general rule of thumb. I mean, People are all over the map, so to speak. But the key is, no matter what age they retire, they're probably looking at a 25 to 30 year retirement. So the importance of that is that, you know, we have to plan for rising income over a 25 to 30 year period, which is a challenge for most people. It's a great point. And, uh, and even within like a couple, they might have different planned retirement ages. Like my mom and dad are going to try and retire at the same time, but that means they're actually, they're not the same age. So they're going to be, be retiring at different ages. And then I'm sure you have situations where uh, a couple might not want to retire at the same time. They both want to do it at 65, but it means one will be retired while the other's working for a little while or, you know, adjust those ages however appropriate. What we do as a general rule is like we just look at the average retirement age. So if he's 68 and she's 62, you know, maybe the average retirement age is 65. But, you know, we do drill down, obviously, if someone's still going to work and the other one, 
is retired, you know, it does make an impact, you know, on the recommendations that we make and the timing of Social Security, et cetera. All right. So that's definitely one area where we see a lot of customization in a retirement plan is picking that retirement age. And there's obviously lots of things that go into picking that right time. Something else that needs to get customized is really taking a look at income needs and lifestyle, because what one person can live off of, Charles, may not be something the next person that comes to the door can live off of. You're right, Walter. And that's probably the most important number of anyone's retirement is what their income gap is. So we call it income gap. And the income gap really is the difference, you know, what you're going to need on a monthly basis minus your Social Security benefit or benefits if you're married and your pension if you're lucky enough to have one. So if I take an example, someone has an income gap of $3,000 a month answer Social Security and pension, I at least have a foundation to create, you know, a rising income and maybe cover 25, 30 years of rising living costs. So the income, you know, needs are really important. Everyone's different. You know, someone might be able to live off a 3,000, you know, uh, income gap. Someone might need five, but by and large, that's probably the most important uh, number of anyone's financial plan. What is the income gap on a monthly basis? That's very true. And that's a big one because we've all got to solve for that own problem ourselves. Our income gap, our problems aren't going to be the same as the next person. That's a, such a big one. What's your lifestyle? What do you need to plan for? And it's not going to match uh, the next person. Risk tolerance is also on our list as we talk about customization, Charles. This is a big one because uh, another area where we're not all the same. Yeah, well, risk tolerance. I mean, if you go to most planners, they have a risk tolerance questionnaire where you might answer a dozen, two dozen questions and they come up with a score and say, hey, you know, Walter, you're going to be a moderate investor. Or you're a growth investor. Or you're a conservative investor. What we do here at the CP Weldy Group is we have two questionnaires. One risk tolerance is for money that you're going to need sooner rather than later. And the second questionnaire is money that you don't need right away that you can maybe invest for hopefully future growth. So I really think that's key. If you have a pile of money and you know that, hey, within the next 10 years, based upon our income gap, we're going to have to spend this much money. Uh, it's probably best to kind of segregate that and invest it a little bit differently to invest a whole, as opposed to invest a whole pile of money the same way. And the other thing too is when you have two risk tolerance questionnaires, one for income and one for growth, it really gives you permission to like, you know, put that later money in the later bucket and maybe invest it a little bit more, you know, I don't want to say riskier in stocks because the reality of it is, is stocks might not be risky if you hold them for the long term. But by and large, you know, risk tolerance is important uh, and it's only a guide because we come into contact with people that might be conservative in nature but they need to be a little bit more aggressive in their investment approach because the amount of their nest egg is is below what they really should have, you know, to supplement their lifestyle. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. And and I just risk is such an important conversation to all of these different things. And you can see where this customization starts to overlap with all these different moving parts. So that's why we talk about these things as a as a unit and as a whole because that customization is so key and you can't really just do one element. You've got to uh, put all these different moving pieces into it and see how it turns out and see what levers need to be pulled and that sort of thing. Uh, We're talking about the retirement plan and the fact that customization is so important, is king when it comes to planning. And something else that varies that we see uh, a lot is longevity And, and your family longevity, maybe your health history. You know, someone may have a track record of everybody living to 100 years old in their family, Charles, and somebody else may have just, you know, 
issues with with clogged hearts and arteries and and that sort of thing, and everybody dies young in that family. And although we can't predict the future, we can use some of that evidence to kind of figure out maybe um, how long do we need this money to last, and and we might be able to plan differently knowing some of those elements. And that's a good point, Walter. I mean, uh, I always come to the, I guess, the phrase where um, if you take a non-smoking couple whose average age is 62, their joint life expectancy is 30 years. Now, what that means in plain English is that one of them is going to live to be at least 92. So the reality of it is I'd rather, you know, even if someone has a health history of like not living that long, I like to like, you know, be conservative and maybe over project their life expectancy because again, I want them to run out of air before they run out of money and I'd rather err on the side of being conservative. So the point I want to make emphatically is that you're better off planning for longevity, even if it's not in your family, because, um, you know, probably one thing worse than dying is moving in with your kids. Yeah, it's usually not uh, a part of somebody's retirement goals, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, not something we typically write down as, uh, yeah, let's achieve this in retirement. Uh, something else that is often a part of a plan, and not for everybody, but their desire for a financial legacy. And I've seen it before where uh, people might be in a, in, a, in a room, like a retirement class uh, Charles, a seminar or a workshop or something, and I've seen you know the host or the teacher or the educator ask, okay, what's uh, who wants to leave a legacy to their kids, and who wants their last check to bounce and doesn't really care you know what the next generation gets, and it's always so different, it's so amazing to see the different opinions that that pop up from that. Not everybody has the same view of the importance of leaving a legacy. Correct. I mean, you know, we all want dignity for ourselves, which means that, hey, we want to just make sure that we have enough income to meet our, you know, retirement income needs. So that's number one on the list. And then number two is our independence, you know, and again, I mean, you could have all the money in the world, but if you don't, you know, uh, plan for long-term care, maybe that money that you thought was a big pile of money is going to dissipate, you know, with the long-term care need if you don't solve that. And only until your, you know, your dignity and your independence are taken care of, can you plan for a legacy. And for the most part, you know, many of our clients, hey, they care about their children, their grandchildren, they want to make sure they're taken care of. But it's usually them, number one, them being, you know, the husband and wife, hey, whatever's left over goes to the children. So by and large, you know, our practice has maybe the, the house and, you know, life insurance going to the kids, but the parents, you know, are really looking after that nest egg, you know, doing their best to make sure that the nest egg outlives uh, both of them during their lifetime. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good point. Absolutely. And last but not least, Charles, customization is king when it comes to our feelings and emotions. Now, we don't want them to drive all of our decisions, but they are there. I mean, we can't ignore them. And how we feel and think about money is important and something we need to pay attention to. And again, it's going to vary from person to person. It is, but I, I think there's two types of investors, Walter. There's market-focused investors that basically their eyes are glued to the TV. They're looking at, at the price of their stock on a daily or monthly or weekly basis. And there's those that are plan driven where they have a plan and there's a projected rate of return on that plan. And, you know, they're not really looking at the market day in and day out. So I think with, you know, the TV being on 24 seven in most homes and the news media, you know, just talking about, you know, the market volatility day in and day out, most investors would be, you know, really uh, in much better shape if they had a plan and they focus on the plan, as opposed to let their emotions get the best of them and reacting to markets on a you know, daily, monthly, weekly basis. 
Yeah. So again, so, plan plan driven versus market focus is really the way to go. Plan driven. Let that be the uh, the the mantra of the day as we talk about customization and that plan needs to be customized, folks. Don't just pull that one off the shelf or just uh, you know stick it into a mortgage calculator somewhere online and or not a mortgage calculator, but a retirement calculator online and say, all right, I'm good to go now. No, you've got to get customization when it comes to your plan, especially if you're dealing with your life savings and wondering, how's this going to last the rest of my life? How am I going to be that 80, 90, 100-year-old that's hiking up those mountains with Charles when I'm older? Well, a customized plan is going to give you that financial freedom and uh, give you the best chance to be able to live that life that you want all the way through your retirement. And so if you want to talk about this in a little bit more detail with Charles, and again, we can cover some basics here on the show, but to get a true customized plan, you've got to talk to Charles about your situation. And you can do that by going online to cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. Or give a call to Charles at 610-388-7705. That's 610-388-7705. Charles, thank you for the help and the guidance on the show today. Enjoyed it. And we'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you, Walter. All right, take care. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.